podcast brought to you by killboringmusic.com, your ally in the crusade against boring music. I'm Joby, writer and photographer based out of Wichita, Kansas. Check me out at booksofjob.com. And with me, as always, is my co-host, cohort, my co-conspirator, Jeff Nail, writer and contributor to the Daily Beast, Billboard, and Vice, based out of wonderful San Diego, California. Our mission, as it is every week, is to share with you our passion for music, tell you what to check out, while also letting you know what's bad, bland, basic, and boring. And Jeff, what do we do with boring music? We avoid that shit. <clears throat> That's absolutely correct. Think of Jeff and I as your metaphorical captains, helping you navigate the murky waters of the auditory sea, and we'll let you know what to avoid and what you're going to want to put on blast to keep your ears ringing. So, Jeff, how are we doing this week? You know, I don't know how I feel about the very first thing I say on each episode is, we avoid that shit. <laughs> it feels, I feel a little juvenile saying it, actually. <laughs> well, it's better than what I put in the script for you, because I had written that you should say, kill the motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> and that's that's a little coarse. That's a little... Well, I like coarse. I don't... It's just juvenile. I mean, we're, I'm, we're, we're in our 40s, for, for God's sake. Well, yeah, I mean... But I don't know. There's a fine line hard. between being, you know, like kind of intellectual and, and cerebral and also kind of just normal everyday guys who curse all the time like we do. I, yeah, I'd like to think we could toe the line, I suppose. I just don't want uh, I, I don't want that to ever be called into question. <laughs> yes, I, th- I, think, I we... think that we're we're a nice yin and yang because I, I really feel like I'm I am a, kind of a contrast to you in a, in a lot of ways for as much as we have in common, we actually are, are kind of different because I curse a lot more than you do. Yeah. <laughs> well, if, if my old man listens to this ever, which he probably won't, but if he does, I'm, I'm I hope he hears this episode. <laughs> <laughs> See dad, <laughs> See pop. I'm, I'm much better. I'm, I'm much better behaved than the other boys. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just choose poor friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I've I've never been good at choosing friends. Actually, and I know we should probably save some of this for an actual episode where we're, we've talked about doing an episode about songs from our sort of autobiography, as it were. Um, but I, have we mentioned on air that we're good friends who haven't seen each other in person for like 20 years? You know, I think if we did mention it, it might have been episode zero, kind of our like test episode. Oh, okay. So I don't know if anyone who uh, would be listening would actually know that. But yeah, we've known each other for God, what, 20 years, 25 20, years? 25. Yeah, it's been a long time. And, and we haven't seen each other for like 23. I'm pretty sure I haven't seen you since 1998. Maybe, 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 maybe 97. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's probably about right, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of weird to go from, uh, you know, hey, we're in a garage playing in a band and it's 1997 and the Spice Girls are a thing, I guess. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of skinny and um, unattached. I'm feeling out of college, but hey, I'm having a good time and you're right next to me playing bass and then boom. We're in our 40s, and you're in Wichita, yeah. and I haven't seen you in 20 years. Yeah, of all places, man. <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't know if that's Wichita. interesting to listeners at all, but I, I do find that sort of um, entertaining. Yeah, and it, it's something that needs to be rectified here at some point. Um, you know, in retrospect, I really regret not being able to get my shit together enough to, to come out there to see Vapors of Morphine when you saw them. Yep. That, yeah, that would have been such a perfect, appropriate time to like see each other again. And I wish I well, could have done it. You know what, though? It would be better, though, when you do actually come and visit um, this shithole of a town called San Diego. It's so bad here. Uh, actually, it is raining today if it makes you feel any better. 
but yeah, when you come out, it would be great if we could actually do an episode in the same room. Oh, that would be amazing. Uh, also, I'd like to take that the Pepsi challenge with you on what shit or what uh, city is a shithole. If you want to come visit Wichita, <laughs> you are more than welcome, my friend. I um, am kidding. I am I am uh, facetious about San Diego because it it really is about all it's cracked up to be. Well, you know, w- Wichita. I don't know. It, uh, I'm conflicted because Wichita itself is not all that bad. Uh, and I, I feel like it's going to be a lot better. It's on the way, I think, to just getting better and better. But by and large, it's still Kansas, you know, so I don't hey, know. Hey, man, make America great again. It'll be great. <laughs> I, I've never felt like I really uh, truly belong here. You know what I mean? I always feel like I'm a Californian who just happens oh, to be living here. Kenneth Joby, do you yeah. ever have you ever been anywhere where you felt like you belong there? Because I don't know if I have ever felt that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's part of us. What made us us, huh? Not feeling like we belonged anywhere. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, well, and is that why we do the show? So we have someone to talk to that's compatriot or something? Well, but you know, I didn't mean to get so deep. The, the thing about the internet, though, is that that's that's I think what it's done for a lot of people is let them know that there are people out there, you know, like that do see the way you know see things the way they see them. They they actually you know have things in common with people out there, whereas you know back way back in the 1990s you know you felt like you were the only one on the planet who felt like you felt or you know had views yeah. like you had or, or whatever so you know i i don't know i think it, it'll be really interesting uh, as we get feedback to see what kind of people actually listen to this show it will be interesting and that's a great segue too like let's um let's move on to our next topic then and, and uh, see give listeners a little bit more in terms of uh you know see if what they've got in common with us all right. Well, that well, I, what we want to what I want to do since that brings us to musical currents. Normally, we both share an artist who has has kind of clawed its way to the top of our playlist for the week. And uh, this week, mine's a little different though because I had a homework assignment based on our our Spotify wager last week. Yes. So why don't you go ahead? Because I have a feeling once I get going, we're both going to kind of go at length. So sure. Why don't yeah, you mine, go with yours first? Mine's mine's quick, hard, and fast. It's um, it is a. Uh, I, I think I stumbled upon these guys because I follow a number of uh, fellow music critics on Twitter. And uh, this, this band called Turnstile started popping up on these, uh, from, on these tweets by these guys. And I think my first thought is like, what a dumb name. Like, that's, that's pretty lazy. And, mm-hmm. and I listened to one single of theirs. I think it's called Generator. And then it was okay. And then I listened to another one, and that was okay. And then I got to a song called I Don't Want to Be Blind. And uh, I kind of love it. Uh, Turnstile's been doing stuff for about eight years now. They're a Baltimore hardcore band. And, you know, Joby, the thing about hardcore is it can get boring awful quick. Yeah. Um, even if you like it, even if you like the, 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 the palette and the sound and, you know, all the things that go with a quote-unquote hardcore band, um, you know, it, it's pretty – it gets really easily into the territory of all, all hat and no cattle. You know, mm-hmm. all, all posture, no prose. So um, I'd like to think these guys are doing it a little bit better than your average bear. Um, so I'm going to play a little bit of a, I Don't Want to Be Blind by Turnstile.
you know, I um, I haven't heard that song before, but Turnstile has been starting to get a little play on Liquid Metal on Sirius. Oh, really? So uh, I I can't remember what song they've been playing, but the it stood out enough for me to try and remember to check them out, you know, on mm-hmm. my own time once I got out of the car. I haven't remembered to do that, but the fact that I remembered the name is something considering how much I listen to that channel and, you know, what's all going through my head as I'm driving and listening to the music and whatnot. Yeah. So it, I think it's awesome that that's who you picked and <laughs> I like it. I, that song is that song kind of a contrast to the other stuff you've heard. Uh, you know, it's pretty similar. It's just the one that was the most compelling. Um, there, nice. there's something about that song. There's a lot more to move your pelvis to, uh, in that song. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, if you'll pardon the expression, you know, it's, you kind of feel it in your loins, um, a little right. bit more and you don't get that a lot of, in hardcore. It's all, it's, no. it's all a lot of upper torso as it were. It's, it's sort of cerebral sometimes if you're lucky, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it actually a lot of hardcore you listen to and it, in, and it sounds like the way, um, uh, a, a mosh pit looks, it's a lot of flying elbows and, and, um, you know, like I say, posturing, uh, but this, this is actually kind of bordering on sexy. A little nice. bit. So I don't know. It, the, the thing is, I listened to the rest of the album. It's not as good as this single, uh, if it even mm-hmm. is a single. I'm not sure how they're how it's being released. But um, there's a little a little teeny bit of genre mixing in there in the album, and I kind of like that. And uh, the, the thing is, is I. Oh, sorry. I should mention my favorite thing about this song is the bass. Uh, please listen. I don't want to be blind on your own. And and the bass is definitely the star in this song. Um, bassist Franz Lyons is is something else. I mean, it's not like virtuosic or anything, uh, mm-hmm. but it, it, I almost get the sense he wrote the song. Um, nice. But anyway, I listen to the rest of the record kind of once over, and I'm afraid it's the kind of thing I might get tired of. Uh, but but I don't want to be blind. Kind of rocks my rocks my my cock off. Do you think that uh, do you think that he wrote the song because no one will ever write a song with a strong bass line unless they're an actual bassist? <laughs> it's kind of true, yeah. <laughs> the bassist always gets overlooked, man, always. Yeah, I know. I know. And and it's not fair at all. They're well, I don't know. Like, I like that a lot. I will definitely be be checking that out. I I've like I said, I, it got my attention on the radio, uh, what, or whatever song it it is that they've been playing, and yeah, yeah. I'm all about new hardcore, so I'm definitely going to be checking that out a have lot. Have you ever Have you ever heard the band Snapcase? I have. I actually just heard a song of theirs about a week ago or so. What? And, uh, yeah, they were uh, they played them on Liquid Metal, man, and I oh, I, dude. Uh, I love yeah, I Snapcase like, so much. I, I knew the name. I remember them, but uh, I I not well enough to know any songs or anything and yeah when i heard him i was getting out of my car at work and and i thought man i'm gonna have to go back and listen i forgot about them every time i heard this every time i listened to this song um i i I kept thinking this is Snapcase adjacent uh it's not so militant and it's not so loud but it it just there's something about that mix um that that sort of reminds me of it my phone my phone is ringing I don't know where my phone. I have this. I, I sort of have this phone situation where I have like a tall desk and it's always falling to the ground and it just sort of stays back there like for a month at a time. So I don't even know where it is. So all right, that's over. The Ringing um, Ear Podcast, utmost professionalism. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so last right. week we had the the new the new Spotify wager that we're we're doing. Yeah. Are we doing so that again I, this episode? I, I I'm down. Sure. I think it's a, a pretty neat idea. Cool. Uh, It's the kind of thing we can just kind of, you know, take it and leave it as we want to. So that's cool. It's just something there to have. Uh, But as the loser, I was assigned uh, the task. As the lucky loser. The lucky loser. (laughs) 
band name, Lucky Losers. Um, I had to listen to OK Computer by Radiohead. Um, and I believe your instructions were that I needed to listen to it at least one time extremely loud and one time with headphones. Is that right? I mean, I, you don't need to blow your, your eardrums out, but um, some of them might, might... Oh, boy, now there's a gardener at my neighbor's house making noise. This is, this is going to be a fun episode. Um, some of the best times I've had listening to OK Computer... Uh, there was one particular one time in particular I borrowed a car that belonged to whoever and it just happened to have a really good sound system and I was driving on the freeway and all the windows were up and and the levels were right and I just cranked it up and you know it's not the kind of thing you think of when you think of Radiohead cranking it up um, but there's a lot going on in a Radiohead song typically and uh, stuff you don't always hear uh, if you're not really paying attention and turning it up is makes it a little easier to pay attention. Yeah, I agree. I I uh, listened to it. I if I had to guess, I'd say about seven or eight times this week, and uh, a couple times it was just fairly low as background music, uh, and then I played it a lot louder once, uh, very loud actually. Yeah. Um, and then the last couple days I've been listening uh, exclusively on headphones, and and that did make a huge difference. Um, what mm-hmm. also made a difference was my own laziness. The first few times I listened to it, I listened to uh, a stream on YouTube. Uh-huh. And, and uh, after that, I listened to it on Spotify, and that made a huge difference. The song quality on Spotify was so much better. Oh, I would imagine uh, so. But I knew going in, I knew two songs, of course, Karma Police and Paranoid Android. Sure. Um, I have to admit, I, I like Paranoid Android, but it's it's a little long for my tastes. It's mm-hmm. a good song, and I like what... I mean, it's not boring. Uh, for as long as it is, it never really gets to redundant um but i i have to think at this point i think the second half of the album might be my favorite ah i agree actually i i mean i like those those you know their singles and uh i love i love karma police i always have actually uh that's one of the reasons i always was curious about radiohead but never really i guess curious enough to dig a little deeper Mm-hmm. But yeah, listening to the second half of the album, I, I don't, I don't really count uh, "Fitter Happier" because that's just uh, no, it's filler nonsense. But yeah, those last like five songs or so, I really yeah. like. Um, the first time I listened to it on Spotify, I was on my phone, and since I don't pay for Spotify, when you're on your phone, it makes you it makes you listen to shuffle. Oh um, right, right. And this album, I don't feel like is really meant to be played on shuffle. No, it's a it's a complete front to back kind of, uh, you know, chapter one, chapter 12. kind Yeah. Of thing. And so once I was able to sit at my computer with my headphones on, listen to it in order, that's when my opinion of the album as a whole really kind of started to change from uh, change from what those first couple of listens really did not have me impressed at all. OK. Um, and I, you know, I don't have anything against Radiohead. I never have. You know, I don't dislike them in the least. A lot but, of people get sick of uh, of all the, you know, I, I guess sycophants, you know, praising every fart on on mic that they yeah. that they release. You know, well, and that's um, the thing too. It's one they're one of those bands where people are just just fanatical over them, and so I used to take joy in kind of you taking the wind out of you know anyone yeah, I, yeah. I met who liked them that much. And I do think sometimes they get a little bit uh, sort of up their own ass. Uh, Absolutely. You know, as far they, as all the layering and everything. There have been plenty of times they've released stuff I did not like. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, I, I didn't really think too much of this album. I could take it or leave it. It was just, you know, it was good. It was fine, whatever. Uh, but once I started really like hearing it with, with, you know, the headphones and I could appreciate everything that was going on. Right. I definitely started to like it a lot more. And it's, it's the kind of album you can't really have a solid opinion on in a week because it, it just keeps yeah. growing on you. And, and you know, it, 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 it evolves kind of, it's weird. It's really weird. It's been an interesting experience. I was really excited for this release. I was, uh, I was only 20 years old when it came out. And uh, I had really fallen in love with the Benz, their second album. And their second album almost got, the Benz got almost no, no attention. Um, and it was a, a really good record, highly listenable, way better than the, the, their debut. And, uh, you know, real kind of almost like Beatlesque writing uh, sensibilities. And, and it was so good. And I'm, I remember feeling very special that I was the one that hung in there with Radiohead. And uh, so when I, when I found out that OK Computer was coming out, I got excited. I think I even pre-ordered it at the store I was working at. And actually, no, I, I wasn't working at the store. I was working for a ticket scalper. And he fired me <laughs> the day it came out, this wow. album. And I only remember because, and here's, here's our episode, uh, our, at least our one, one mention of our, our dearly departed Michael Calvillo. I, I was still in a band with Mike, and maybe even you at the time, and I was playing it uh, on my way over to his house, and he was excited about it. And he said, how is it? And I said, I, I was so blown away by being fired. I said, I, I haven't heard a note, <laughs> you know? And, <laughs> and, and uh, even after that, I tried to get into it, and it's, it was hard. I kept expecting it to grab me the way the Benz did. And, right. and when it wouldn't, I, you know, I'm 20 years old. I'm, I've, I've got ADD or whatever. Um, I, I got kind of disaffected by it. And it took, it took probably a year for me to get it. To go, oh shit! I understand. This is actually really good. Um, mm -hmm. You know, th there's there's a, a track here or there I can take or leave. Fitter, happier, fitter, fitter, happier, definitely being one of them. But um, it, it's it's a, a an exceptional record. I I still really like listening to it. Well, there's there's one thing I I kind of. Uh noticed as I listened to it and I, I did a, a little checking to see again to see if I was the only one who held this opinion uh, because I knew that you weren't going to like it when I when I came forward with this but I have to admit I see at least a, a passing resemblance or some similarities to Pink Floyd here oh uh, yeah I mean you mean thematically yeah, thematically, I mean, even a little bit in terms of just the way they compose, the, you know, the, a lot of atmospheric kind of things going on. You know, I'm a big uh, fan of atmospheric, though. What I'm not a big fan of is, is jacking off uh, <laughs> over an 11 or 20 minute track. Well, I shouldn't say that because when, when you say atmospheric, I think of Sigur Ross. Do you know them? A little bit. Yeah, I'm familiar with uh, like and, a song and, or two. And, you know, they can be a little tedious, but they're more compelling to me than Pink Floyd. Mm -hmm. uh, but well, that's... go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, fair enough. I just, I just do see some sort of a, a little bit of a resemblance, which I think is a little ironic. But I yeah. mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to believe me. I'm not trying to convince you to like Pink Floyd because I'm just kind of mad about them anyway. So yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, there was a, a little bit of a resemblance there. But I, I have to say, I do like the album. I've grown to like it a lot in the past three days compared to where I started uh -huh. a week ago. So I, yeah, I think. Uh, it, over time, I'm really going to grow to like this a lot more. And What's it's your... just refreshing to listen to something that's an entire piece of work. You know, it's yeah. not just made up of a lot of random singles that don't go together. This is a cohesive, you know, piece. 
It is. It, and a collaborative one at that. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's – well, is there a favorite track? Um, you know, I, honestly, I, I think uh, – now I'm getting them confused in my head here. It's either No Surprises or Lucky. I can't you, remember which is which. Lucky is probably my favorite song on the record. It, that's probably the one, but I'm not sure. But it's one of those, yeah. All right, should we play a little bit? Sure, play a little bit okay. Lucky. guitar in that song just soaring above everything else is oh I never get tired of that you know I knew that he scored films now you know nowadays uh, yeah I wasn't really familiar with which scores he did or anything but listening to this I can I can sure see why he got into that you know what I mean yeah yeah uh, he's uh, and I think that's awesome I, I wish more musicians would do stuff like that I think that's really cool you know who does oh I can hear your phone vibrating and more professionalism Uh, we're nothing if not professional you know who does my favorite film scoring these days just as a quick aside is nick cave and his partner warren ellis do we 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 talked about them at one point didn't we i think so yeah they did the music for the assassination of jesse of jesse james by the coward robert ford uh some really beautiful uh i guess i I don't know if atmospheric is the word um but really gorgeous stuff sad but but good good stuff uh anyway all right so radiohead i mean if you had to give it a grade okay computer i mean based off just what i've heard so far i'd give it probably an easy b or b plus okay and i wouldn't be surprised if that makes it to the next level here before long you know i just thought i haven't actually looked at radiohead's page uh, you know, like I just sort of scanned down. We could actually use them for the wager. Although you're probably not as familiar. We should probably pick somebody else. And, and just to, to re- refresh my memory as well as the listeners, the wager is we pick what song is the top trending song of theirs on Spotify. The highest trending song. Highest yeah. trending song. So basically their most well-liked song. Their most listened to. Yeah, we're, we're guessing what the most popular of, of their songs are. Uh, so, like, last week, you guessed a song that actually wasn't even in the top five, and I guessed the one that was the second highest. Okay. Uh, which is why I won. 
Well, we can either do Radiohead or we can just, just do one of the bands we're going to talk about later. You know, let's tackle it later. Yeah. Um, we got our musical or musical currents over with. What's uh, we jumping right into the elephant? Yeah. So that uh, that's going to bring us to the elephant in the room, which is where we discuss something that's either been on our minds or we feel the need to express and get off our chests. This week, the elephant in the room is 2015, 2016, 2017 top songs. Yeah, I we, personally found this very difficult. I, I, I did not. Um, I do this thing where at the end of the year, I sort of go over all the music I listen to and I send friends and family, uh, whether they want to or not, whether they want it or not, uh, sort of a mixtape. Uh, usually mm-hmm. it's just a, this. The past year or two has just been a Spotify link. Uh, but in the past, I've actually sent them copies of the files of the songs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, some of them really look forward to it. So I, I still do it. But it was really easy for me to go oh, there's, you know, here's 70 songs that I put together over the last three right. years yeah. to share with people. Um, it was still hard to pick. Did you, Dan, did you get it narrowed down to like uh, three or, or four and then have to pick from there? Is that how I, you kind of did it? got it down to about six or seven and then I cut it in half, yeah. Oh, man, that's rough. Yeah, Yikes. Kill, kill your darlings. <laughs> wow. Well, so I, I had a rougher time of it. I... um. Well, for reasons we don't need to get into in this episode, we'll save it for another episode. I was not listening to a lot of music in 2015 or 2016, really, because I was uh, working insane amount of hours at my job. Uh, My marriage was falling apart. I was not really in the loop, musically speaking. So I had to kind of go back and see what the hell even came out in 2015. Yeah, I'm really interested to see what you come up with. What I basically had to do... I just Googled top songs of X year oh boy. and then I, I found, you know, the spin list, the NPR list, the sure. pitchfork list. And I just kind of went through those and I was able to weed out a lot because just by descriptions alone, I can tell, oh, I'm not going to like that. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> ridiculous. But I found a, a surprisingly eclectic mix of, of stuff. Um, now, 2016s you might dismiss as a, a kind of a cop out, but that's okay. We'll get to we'll, we'll jump off that bridge when we get to it. Jump uh, off what bridge? I, I'm sorry. I I sort of uh, I think you're gonna claim 2016's pick for me as a bit of a cop out, but I don't care. I'll oh, stand by it. Gotcha. Um, but uh, uh, who do you want you want to go first? You want me to go first? Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll go first. I'll let you end. I think you're probably gonna have. Well, that's not true. Yeah, I don't really care. Okay, I'll, but we're I'll starting go if you want with, me to go. So we're both giving our. One top song of each year, right? Well, actually, I cheated. Um, I don't think I have a song from last year. Oh wait, maybe I do. Okay. Oh no, I think I, I think I may have. I'll have to double check. Maybe maybe the listeners will give me shit about this. So, okay. uh, yeah, I'll start. I guess. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay, um, I'm really excited to share this song. It's not exactly. Uh, it's it's not indicative of what normally comes from my favorite artist that's involved in this group usually puts out, but it's pretty close. Um, there's a, there's an album out called Case Lang Veers. And it came out in 2016. And it features, it's sort of a super group, but it's, you know, it's it's not like they're household names unless you remember Katie Lang, which you may. Uh, Katie mm-hmm. Lang put together this group uh, that Im- also includes uh, alt-country folk artist Laura Veers and uh, My Muse, my biggest music crush, Nico Case, um, also mm-hmm. known, also known as uh, part of the New Pornographers um, and a number of other outfits. 
So they did this collaborative album. Uh, I think what happened is Nico joined the two in Oregon, and uh, they recorded this album. The album is a little on the soft side, um, but this this opening track is exactly what I mean. It 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 makes my it makes the hair stand up on the back of my neck nice. uh, because Nico Case's voice is just unparalleled and and out of this world so uh this song's called atomic number there's an animated video that goes with it that's a, that's um exceptionally good too it's uh it's a song sort of about finding your place in the world and and um i think there may even be finding love but it's it's not very on the nose anyway um i don't know if i'm doing this justice atomic number i'll play a little bit of it it just um do yourself a favor and try and focus on nico's voice speaking of things soaring over a song. Nico's voice is good at that. I'm not the sounds like a like a speeding bullet passing your ear it it gets me somewhere <laughs> it's <laughs> it really gets me in the gut she is just so amazing oh, that's awesome i like that i like that chord progression i just like yeah i like that a lot and what was the name of the group again the name of the group is just called case lang veers nico case katie lang laura veers veers v-e-v-e-e-r-s it's v-e-i-r-s yeah i'm gonna check that out i like that so and i'll put that li- uh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'll, I'll I'll put that video on the website as well. That'd be great. Um, I'm a little bit. I'm a, I've got a little bit of. I think I'm in a little bit of trouble here. I did not pick a song from 2017. I probably should have done that. Well, that's have, okay. Right now, I have two from 2016 and one from 2015. Uh, is oh, that that's no fly? problem. Okay, no, that's cool. fine. Because what we'll do, I, I'm gonna just instead of saving all my like honorable mentions for the end, I'm gonna tell you like what they were for each year. Oh, okay. So we, we can just talk over mine. So that was 2016, right? Well, I'll go. So you have you have one for 2015. I'm going in order of um, my favorite. This is sort of my third favorite of those three years, and then my next is my second favorite of those three years. Oh, see, okay, I see. All right. Well, I'm just gonna go chronologically, I guess. Okay. Um. So for 2015, I like, like I said, I I was not aware of of a lot. I had to go back and look and do my homework, kind of see what was going on. I came up with I. I Three is basically what I narrowed it down to. Uh, the number per three, year. 
Yeah, three per okay. year. Well, except for 2016. I knew right away what 2016 was going to be. That's why okay. I think you're going to call it a cop-out. <laughs> but right. um, the number three that I considered but uh, didn't go with was Speedy Ortiz, Raising the Skate. Are oh. you familiar with them? No, no, not at all. Um, they're, uh, they're really cool, and I liked the song a lot. Uh, it's, it's a, it really sounds like a throwback to the 90s, kind of like the, the Breeders or, or something like that. Very catchy song. Uh, I just Ultimately, I didn't feel it was kind of uh, as, as compelling as the other two. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the second one I almost went with was a song called Closure by Jill Scott. Have you heard oh, Jill Scott? Yeah, I didn't know she was still around. This song is actually fantastic. Um, it's it's kind of a, a how would you say it? And a new take on an old format, basically, because it just it sounds like an old soul song from the seventies or the sixties, just kind of modernized a little bit. Uh, the main reason I didn't go with it though ultimately is because it, it the end kind of ruins it. There's some spoken word at the end, which gets cornier and cornier the longer it goes. And then the last 30 seconds is actually kind of almost like comedy because there's a, another spoken, like a, another vocal on it, another person talking on it. And it, it's kind of funny, but ultimately, ultimately it's like, how can you consider this, you know, the best song? Yeah. Um, but it's still a fantastic song out of all the ones I listened to for the whole, the whole episode. It's the one that made me kind of involuntarily just start to move in my seat a little bit. Got my, got my booty shaking as they say <laughs> okay uh but so for number one I, I i've never heard of this person before once i did some research to see who they were i i know a little bit about where they come from this is a hip-hop artist called hemes h-e-e-m-s do you have you heard of hemes nope, never heard of hemes uh he comes from uh he's half of the duo uh known as das racist oh he, yeah i'm not i know them Okay, I I've heard of them. I didn't really know their music, so I did. I don't really know how indicative this is. If this is a real break from that or anything, I you know I know nothing about this. I just put it on uh, musically. It got my attention right away. I almost shut it off about 15 seconds in because he makes the mistake of trying to kind of sing song a little bit, and that's always a mistake because rappers cannot sing. I don't care what they think. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, the lyrics are especially. Uh, especially attention getting. Um, and so the combination of lyrics that actually resonated and, and it kind of actually means something versus like music that is not just big drum beats yeah. and, and, you know, just the typical generic rap, like hip hop sound, uh, yeah. just made me go with this, uh, over Jill Scott or, or, uh, or speedy Ortiz. So the song is called flag shopping. States of America Yeah USA We're going flag shopping for American flags They're staring at our turbans They're calling them rags They're calling them towels They're calling them diapers They're more like crowns Let's strike them like vipers I know why they mad But why call us Arabs? We sad like they sad But now we buy they flags Spying on our Muslim brother 
while staring at our mother. Lover, they some bad motherfuckers. We're going flag shopping. We're going flag shopping. The kids are throwing stones and we complain, but they ain't stopping. On your way to the top, and now they want you to stop. Your mama pray to God, but your dad'll lose his job. Your dad mad, cause he lost all clients. Dad, why you crying? I thought that we had the spirit of the lion. He take it out on you, his belt big like Orion's. The NSA be spying. We're going American flag shopping. Red, white, blue on our crib. The neighbors threw rocks at the house. Uh, they making it harder to live. They want a shorter version. They want a nickname. They wanna Toby us like we Kunta Kinte. They want a shorter version. They want a nickname. They wanna Toby us like we Kunta Kinte. Federal agents tap my mobile phone. And you yeah, torn from the headlines there. Yeah, which I guess I'm not sure what uh, month this came out. I think maybe March of 2015. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what was going on at the moment, but. Yeah, I really, uh, I don't think I've ever heard any kind of uh, hip-hop from that point of view before. I really like that. Yeah, I, I didn't mean the headline, any specific headline. I just meant, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. racism against Muslims. It's actually topical, yeah. And I, I just, I, I don't, uh, you know, I don't think I'm too snobbish or anything, but uh, I do feel like I, I really long for the days when a hip-hop had something to say. Yeah. And it just so much of the time anymore, it just doesn't. You know, I, I try my hardest to put on the, the hip hop channel on Sirius when I'm in the car. And I usually change the channel within about 20 seconds because it's just the same old shit like over and over. And it, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's, I, I mean, hip hop is eating its own tail. Yeah. So often. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't necessarily specifically seeking out any kind of hip hop for the episode or anything, but. I really love the the music on that. I just love that piano with the bass line. Uh, I, okay. I like it. I, I was actually going to criticize s- it. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I wish I could see your face when you listen to this stuff. I picture you making faces and just like shaking your head. No, maybe I do. I don't, I don't know. know. I'll bet you do. We should Skype. I bet you, I'll bet you at least make faces. <laughs> what what don't you I, like about it? What, what were you going to say? Well, so the thing I, I do like about it is um, hip hop has always been good at scaring white people. Right. You know, just the idea that this guy is, is you know, he's playing. It's it's hip hop. It's loud. It's, uh, you know, it's talking about uh, turbans and, and, and I, I don't I don't know. It just I could just imagine, you know, if you don't mind me saying so, Joby, someone from Wichita hearing this and and shuddering, you know, <laughs> like yeah. it's just white people are so good at being scared. It's it, it, it just about anything like this. And so, yeah, I guess I do like that. I like that this guy is is sort of like, yeah, this is where I'm at. This is what I see. This is how I feel. Um, mm-hmm. the, 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 he's, he's got a terrible voice, though. Yeah, <laughs> like, he sounds stoned. And that just doesn't work for me. It just doesn't. Um, right. Uh, but. I do like the atmospheric piano at the back of the track, and and, and the 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 bass is pretty forceful, and, and I certainly get something out of that. Um, but and I guess I should listen to the rest of the song before I criticize too much further. But a lot of times, songs like this just sort of do that over, like they 
they've got their sample and they just repeat their sample until the rhymes are over. And yeah. I, miss, I miss having a bridge in, or you know, for for lack of a better word, I I miss having different pieces of the song, uh, right? Be, be different within a hip hop song. So that's all. Oh yeah, I get that. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's the problem I have with so much music of all genres. It, it's so monotonous. Um, that was another reason I decided against Speedy Ortiz. Uh, because it, it's about a, I don't know, four and a half minute long song, but it's like, once you've heard the first two minutes or so, you pretty much know all you need to know about the song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It you've just got doesn't, it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like so much music is so overplayed and, you know, just so much longer than it needs to be. Uh, which, you know, the funny thing is by contrast, that Jill Scott song is only three minutes long with the spoken word and shit at the end. It's really only like a two minute, 15 second long song. Oh, wow. But uh, yeah, she just huh. ruined it. It's a great song though. Up until then, if there was a way to cut that off, that would be ideal. But yeah. Huh. Well, what's what's your next pick? Actually, I've got a hip hop pick. Um, nice. Uh, it's another 2016 song. Uh, DJ Shadow put out an album called "The Mountain Will Rise." The mountain will fall. <laughs> the opposite of rise. Um, <laughs> DJ Shadow, if you're not, fa- are you familiar? I know the name, but I don't know his music at all. He put out an album in the late 90s called Introducing that just kind of um, set the standard for a lot of DJ culture and and, um, sort of turntable music, as it were. And uh, it it, it actually does stand up pretty goddamn well. There's a song on that Introducing album called... um, Oh, my God. I cannot believe I'm blanking on this. It's something about Midnight in the... (laughs) Now I have to look for it. It is called Midnight in a Perfect World. Um, yeah. and But that was back in, I don't know, 1998 or 9 or something. And he's still doing it. And he's had sort of spotty results over the past 20 years. Uh, but last year he put out this album and it's got this song on it. You may actually have heard. It's called Nobody Speak and it features Run the Jewels. And I hope you're familiar with Run the Jewels. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, Run the Jewels, if you don't know, is a, a duo fronted by uh, a rapper named LP and uh, an exceptionally gifted rapper, if you don't mind me saying so, with all due respect to LP, uh, Killer Mike. And uh, this video must be seen um, because the the video is is uh, sort of a room full of old white men in suits, sort of, you know, in the, 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 the idea is that they're senators or they're, you know, uh, councilman or something and and they're arguing but they're not actually saying anything except what the lyrics are and and the lyrics are kind of rough and confrontational and by the end of the video these old white men are just in the middle of a riot <laughs> and it's nice it is, it is something to behold uh the sample though the sample this is why i love it when when uh, people in in hip-hop culture collaborate instead of just sit and get stoned in the studio uh, and invite their best friends in to be, you know, featured artists or whatever, or or hire stunt uh-huh. songwriters. Uh, th- this, I I wish these guys would make records together all the time. This song is so good. I don't know how DJ Shadow found this sample. It's from a, it's from a song from the '50s, I think, by a woman named Katerina Valente, who uh, it, the song the song itself is called Old Man River. And it was, she was an Italian singer and a guitarist and an actress, and she was sort of a, a friend of Perry Como and Dean Martin. And, like, I don't – you got to hand it to DJ Shadow. I'm sure he already knew. He's probably been sitting on this forever and finally found a reason to use the sample. And the sample yeah. is so good. It is, nice. it is something to behold. So uh, here's my number two. It's called Nobody Speaks. <laughs> 
picture this I'm a bag of dicks, put me to your lips I am sick, I will punch a baby bear in his shit Give me lip, I'ma send you to the yard Get a stick, make a switch I can end the conversation real quick I am crack, I ain't lying Kick a lion in this crack I'm the shit, I will fall off in your crib Take a shit, hit your mama on the booty Kick your dog, fuck your bitch Fat boy dressed up like you sound on and took pictures with your kids We the best, we will cut a fronty face in your chest Little wench, I'ma mention a fresh I'm a mitch, get correct I will walk into a court while they wreck Screaming yes, I am guilty motherfuckers I am death Hey, you wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked catch that uh the lyrics uh, the lyrics are, are i think they're meant to sound confrontational but they're actually kind of funny uh picture this i'm a bag of dicks put me to your lips i am sick i will punch a baby bear in his shit give me lip i'ma send you to the yard get a stick make a switch i can end the conversation real quick but then the 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 best the best line i think lp's line is the where he says we the best we will cut a frowny face in your chest little wench i'm unmentionably fresh i'm a mensch get correct i will walk into a court while it wrecks screaming yes i am guilty motherfuckers i am death <laughs> so it is it is uh it is a lot of fun that song i never get tired of it yeah i like that sample a lot you're yeah you're right on about that oh man it's, it's just it's I, powerful <laughs> That's you know all. what I, I think what happened I, I mean I don't want to get in too philosophical or too deep or long-winded about it or anything but I just feel like as technology improved the music kind of got worse because more and more people were able to make beats in their studios whereas before they had to be creative and come up with samples and whatnot to rap over does that make sense like I, I feel like that kind of uh, of songwriting as it were like to make tracks like that is almost like a lost art I do think um, I, I don't know if first off, I should say full disclosure. I, I think we're both aware that we're probably not the best people to judge the situation. In oh, absolutely. Hip-hop. Yeah. But in terms of my understanding, I think a lot of rappers now have a producer instead of a DJ. Yeah. And I think that's a mistake. Uh, yeah. D- DJs like DJ Shadow or Terminator, Terminator X. Actually, Public Enemy is a good example of why producers and DJs go well together is because they had Terminator X and they had uh, the Shockley brothers um, and they made amazing music together. Uh, yeah. But, I, you know, like you said, it, it does not take a lot of effort, as far as I understand it, to, to, get, a, to get a sample going, you know, a serviceable one. And I do mm-hmm. think a lot of guys just sort of go, well, that's, that's good enough. Um, yeah. And, they're, you know, they're not really following a craft. They're just trying to find a platform for their words. Right. So. Yeah, I might uh, I might be featuring some hip hop on next next week's episode. Um, I didn't realize you, we had settled on a topic. Well, no, no. I just mean for like my musical currents. Oh, gotcha. Like what I've been kind of listening to. Have you ever heard of any British rappers of a style called grime? Yeah. I, I, I've been listening to Skepta. I don't know if you know know him or not i don't not. know i don't know skepta no it's it's an interesting uh, the whole thing is very uh, interesting to me the whole uh, the whole genre is, is pretty interesting but i don't know we'll i guess get to that yeah. next week um so where are we at is it it's my turn that was your it second your track turn. Right? you're number two 
Uh, so this is from 2016. This is the, the one that you might call a cop out. It's going to be short. I won't talk too much about it. Um, this was a debut album, which I, there's something so exciting about, about a good debut album. Uh, it, it just, you know, we talked about this before, just the, the anticipation of what, what might come, you know, in the future, if somebody puts out a good, a good debut. Um, yeah. I, and I try really hard, uh, as we go along with the podcast, I've, I've thought a lot about my own, uh, opinions of music, why I like what I like, what I should or shouldn't be looking for versus what I look for now. Uh, I, I try to be a little more analytical now. I try to, you know, look at things a little deeper. But in this case, I, it's just a song that is kind of cathartic. You just Makes love me it. Just, I just want to go run and punch an old lady in the face or something. I just, <laughs> I can't, you know, and there's something that has to be said for that. Cause I think, you know, it's just, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm all, I'm all heart up to a point, you know, like, and it's, it's just a heavy fucking song. And I just, I, I can't deal with it anymore. It's just, I, I, it's been getting a lot of play now. That's the thing. It's from 2016, but it's actually getting played now. Uh, this is going to be uh, knocked loose. Oh and, boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, their song dead ringer. It, it's, possibly the best song on the, on their album laugh tracks. Um, it's hard to say though, because the whole album is pretty good though. After a point, it all starts to kind of meld together. So I -hmm. forget what songs are, which and whatnot. This song, I don't even know if it has a chorus. I don't, it doesn't have traditional verses. I don't, I don't even know if the same riff repeats twice. I think it's just riff after riff, after riff, after riff. Okay. And uh, the singer just, you know, he has verses. I don't know that they even rhyme. I don't I don't know. He's just yelling. He looks like Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> but he uh, but he I, his voice takes some getting used to. But I've come to uh, appreciate it. But uh, man, yeah, I'm all about these guys right now. So there, there's just no question for me out of considering how many times I've listened to any given track. This is far and away the number one for me. Uh, number one of theirs. Uh, of theirs and of 2016. 2016. Like I, I knew I wouldn't find a song that moved me the way this song moves me because I'm just, you know, I'm a goofy metalhead at heart, you know. And this, this song, the, there's a riff about 25 seconds in or so. That is one of the heaviest riffs I've heard in years. I just love that riff so much. I, I listened to this song probably six or eight times the first time I heard it, just over and over because I was just so impressed with the production, the, the, the riffs, just everything. I just, uh, okay. it kind of gave me, restored my faith in, in metal that maybe there's some good stuff left to be done out there. Okay. Well, uh, Dead Ringer is the one you want to play? Yeah. All right. Here's Dead Ringer. I have tried. Suck! 
Yeah, uh, it's pr- it's really heavy stuff. Yeah, uh, it's not death metal. It's like metal core, I guess. Yeah, I, I I'm not even sure uh, the. Metal has been split into so many subgenres that I'm not I even know. sure what classifies as what anymore. Um, I think that qualifies as as metalcore. There's too I much th- energy in it to be anything too dark. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, it's, it's not it's, it's it's a long way from Cookie Monster metal. It's a long way from death metal. It's you know it's yeah. it's um it's almost like there's a punk edge there. Yeah, that that's what I got out of it too. I I, I don't know if it, partially that's from his voice since he doesn't do the whole Cookie Monster, you know, falling off a cliff thing. Um, what I what I like though, I mean, you know, just like we were talking about with with hip hop, so much metal is derivative, and and sometimes it seems like they're more interested in just seeing how fast they can play and how much noise they can make. Which you know, there's something to be said for that sometimes. Oh yeah, sure, lots but of fun. but they lose sight of any kind of just groove or or anything that you can just latch onto when you listen to it. Yeah. So I, I just really appreciate that about them. I mean, almost every song on the record has at least a couple riffs that you're just kind of stop you in your tracks and just make you kind of sit in, in awe and, and just take it in. But um, yeah, I, I do. I do love the cover art for that album, by the way. You know, that's what I was going to say for a de- debut, especially. I really like how how good the production is, the the cover art, everything about them for being a you know a new band i really like except for their name i don't i don't really care for that name very much um (laughs) yeah but yeah i love that album work uh the cover art is fantastic yeah yeah and we should probably post it because that's that's um it's no don't get me wrong it's not like high art it's just uh i I get it cool yeah Yeah. it's cool yeah it's just cool (laughs) which you know i mean it, it doesn't have like a logo that looks like a bunch of broken twigs bundled together. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's just, it's just an, a straightforward album cover. That's conceptually cool. And it's under like, I think the whole album is under a half hour long, which that's right in my wheelhouse right there. Yeah. Because really yeah. who would want to listen to more than a half hour of this? Honestly? <laughs> well, yeah. A lot of times there, there is something to be said about, uh, you know, short albums, sort of like, you know, 90 minute movies. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's highly palatable. Right. You know. Right. And, and, you know, just like we were talking about with individual songs, it's like, y- you know what you're getting, you know, you, you you get it. You know, you don't need to hear an extra five tracks to really all of a sudden get the album. It, it, you know what you're getting. Yeah. Le- save uh, save the extra tracks for the uh, Legacy Edition. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, a little EP between albums. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Okay, so yeah. What, Knock loose. Good stuff. Yeah. What's your next song? Uh, well, it's my number one and it's from 2015. I don't know if you're going to have, well, maybe you've heard of it because you talk to me pretty regular. And I was going nuts over this a couple years ago. Um, so there's this band called Gloss. Uh, that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's an acronym, G-L-O-S-S. And they're from uh, the Bay Area, I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, they're from Olympia. I'm sorry. Olympia, Washington. And um, they started uh, recording in 2014. They are a trans-feminist uh, punk outfit. And by that, I'm pretty sure if memory serves, so feminist is pretty self-explanatory, but I'm pretty sure all the members in the band are um, are trans. And uh, lead singer is uh, Sadie Switchblade. And uh, <laughs> I, you know, I know it's it's funny. Be, like I say that out loud, I'm like, oh, that's so silly. But no, they're, well, and I should say, I'm, I'm all over the place uh, today. I'm sorry. They, it wouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter that they're a trans band or a feminist band. 
punk rock, a lot like you were just saying about metal, so much of it is just kind of derivative. And mm-hmm. a lot like the hip-hop stuff, it kind of eats itself sometimes. It, 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 it's very incestuous. And then something comes around like this that is so pure. It is um, – it, it, it's it, it hits your bloodstream almost where it's just you know it's just yeah. such a breath of fresh air yeah. uh, so this song is actually entitled gloss uh, uh, parenthetically we're from the future and if you in case you want to know uh, gloss stands for girls living outside society's shit nice. and and uh, this is a reaction to cisgender predominance in popular culture uh, it is intentionally antagonist and they uh, often said, we are not interested in your tolerance. Uh, you know, they, they're, they're sort of, um, well, you'll hear it in the music probably, but they're, uh, it, it's everything punk was meant, meant to be. It's meant for the outcasts. It's meant for the disaffected. It's meant for the marginalized. Uh, and I think, um, I think you'll see what I mean in terms of how powerful it is. Here you go. They told us we were girls! And we talk, just look and cry! They told us we were girls! So we claimed our female lives! Now they tell us we are girls! Our femininity doesn't fit! We're fucking future girls! Living outside society! Outside society shit, Joby. Yeah, damn straight. Uh, I've, I've heard Gloss a handful of times, uh, and I do believe it's from you because you had them on your, your Spotify year end list that year, didn't yeah, you? I did. I remember uh, listening to that, and then I went and dug a little and, and listened to them a few times, and then I don't know what happened. I, I kind of forgot about them. But yeah, man, I'm all about that. I, I feel like sometimes the word punk gets kind of thrown around a little too liberally and just mm-hmm. applied to anything that has the slightest bit of attitude to it. Yeah. But that that's fucking punk rock. Man. That is that's what un- it's all about. You know, un- unadulterated punk rock. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, that that's just, well, I, and I can tell you awesome. what happened. Um, they're they're, uh, I, I forgot to mention their intent is in, in this and it took off pretty, pretty quickly. Their intent was to sort of create a scene of their own for, uh, for the, the trans, the queer, um, uh, the feminist, uh, something outside of, you know, the cisgender world. And right. it, it kind of it attracted a lot of attention, way more attention than they wanted from exactly those people that, that, um, that they were not exactly looking for as listeners. Uh, right. They were actually offered an epitaph deal and they declined due to Epitaph's association with Warner Brothers, uh, which is a huge corporation, as you know. Yeah. Um, and so they just abruptly ended. I guess the stress of touring and also um, the visibility made it difficult for them to be, uh, quote unquote, honest and inward. And uh, mm. so they, they split up. Their records are still in print, but every dime, every penny goes to uh, an Olympia homeless shelter. 
That's awesome. So. And uh, did they, do you know if any of them went on to form any other bands or what became I, of them? You know, I, I don't think anything of note. Um, no. She's Sadie Switchblade is on Instagram and I, I haven't seen her pop up in a long time. Man, that uh, is so like, a, that's a textbook roller derby name if ever there was one. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> uh, okay, so all right. all right, so we're to uh, what are these? I forgot what year I had here. Twenty seventeen. Okay, so uh, I had it narrowed down to three. I didn't really have a lot of trouble getting it down to three. I just had a, a trouble uh, picking a, a top one. Um, my number three was by a fellow named Benjamin Clementine, which sounds made up, but it's not. It's yeah. actually a real person. <laughs> Uh, have you have you heard the name before? It does sound familiar. Uh, he's a pianist. Um, he plays kind of uh, soulful music. I had gone with a song called Phantom of Aleppoville. Aleppoville. Uh, let me just uh, over-enunciate everything I say. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's nice. I like it. It's just it was far too long. It was six and a half minutes. And uh-huh. I don't care how good of a pianist or a musician you are. You don't need six and a half minutes to tell your... <laughs> tell your story okay <laughs> so uh the, the it was a toss-up between the last two I, I think you'll appreciate my my pick for number one uh but uh what i ended up making my number two pick was uh a song called a wall by downtown boys man you're that... you're running into a lot of stuff i'm not familiar with this week wow well i well i feel that's half the half the battle there then uh, you're you're gonna really like this i have a feeling um you oh, might want to check I know it out. these guys. I know these guys. They had um, yeah, they had an album out last year. I, I see the I see the cover now. Yeah, yeah, I, I really dug that song a lot. Uh, it's really high energy. It's punk ish, at least I guess. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, but ultimately, it just didn't speak to me uh, quite the same as a band that I know you're familiar with because I found out about them once again from you. Uh, I believe they were maybe your musical current for episode zero. Uh, I'm not sure the band Algiers. Oh, yes. And uh, the, the song that I, I saw that I kind of went with was The Underside of Power. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I listened to them a little bit when you mentioned them, uh, but I didn't really pay a whole lot of attention uh, and really, really listen. And I just, I, I, you'll have to tell me if the whole album is reflected by, by this song, if it's indicative of you know what the whole thing is like. But okay. it, it's the perfect example of, of doing something new with something you know, old, like they, they just kind of take something that's somewhat familiar, but just inject it with something totally, you know, fresh. And it just, that's the perfect combination. I just love that. Are you, do you know which song I'm talking about? I do. I do. Should we take a quick listen? Yeah, go ahead.
Yeah, you know what I like about this, especially that 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 last part, uh, that chorus, is mm. it. You know, they're they're an overtly political group, and yeah. yet they're kind of in, engaging in a danceable protest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I dig the shit out of that. That is great. Yeah, it, I, I love it. It's, it's like I said, it's kind of t- taking something you know and turning it on its head. Um, one of the uh, blurbs I read about it compared it to something uh, like uh, mashing up a, uh, a soul singer with, with the Clash as a backing band or something like that. Or TV uh, on the radio, if you know them. Yeah, yeah. It just, it, it, I just, it's, it's innovative. It's, it's catchy. It's got energy. It's got everything you could want, really. What, what more is there? You know, and it's funny. I found myself getting bored by that record, and now you, just from that little tidbit, I'm like, ah, oh, I need to get back to that. Yeah, I haven't listened to the uh, the whole record, and I don't remember what songs I had listened to before. But yeah, I've got to, uh, I've got some listening to do here. The one I pointed out to you is Cleveland, I think. It was called Cleveland. Cleveland. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I will be, so, yeah, be listening to that. I'll, I'll put those uh, videos you mentioned up on the website, too. Yeah. So uh, where, where actually, do we go now? Hmm? I actually, well, you got to say you're also Rans. I'd like to uh, oh, yeah, yeah. a few. So from 2015, uh, Refuse put out a decent record that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, singer named Torres, T-O-R-R-E-S. Uh, pretty good stuff there. Run the Jewels had a great album out that year, and then Florence and the Machine. Uh, I almost picked a song called Delilah off that record for my list, but I had to cut it. Uh, the year after that, 2016, Sturgill Simpson put out a really great um, sort of horn-inflected country record. Uh, Not a Surf put out a good record that year. Cass McCombs, a really understated but but uh, beautiful sound, um, a, a really good songwriter, Cass McCombs. And then Mitski, who's I think she's God. If you watch the video for your best American girl, um, she's kind of a weird girl. <laughs> like she's a weird chick. Um, but that's I love that song. And then last year, last year Strand of Oaks had a good album. Brand New had a great album. Converge had a great album. Jason Isbell had a great album. Uh, Low Cut Connie, I just discovered them last year. They're a lot of fun. Um, and I think Amy Mann probably had the best record. I almost picked Lies of Summer off of her album, Mental Illness. It's really lush, really gorgeous, great um, uh, arrangement. Uh, but and, and the thing I listened to most last year was an album by a band called Incendiary, and I, I think I'm going to use that for my musical currents sometime soon. Oh, nice. Speaking of Amy Mann, has she ever put out a bad album? <sighs> yes and no. I mean, I think her worst album is still probably pretty good. Um, but when you, if you're looking for something as good as um, Bachelor Number 2 uh, all the time, you're, you're, you're going to go wanting She's like, she's someone that I don't always keep like at the front of my mind. So I kind of forget about her. But every time I hear about her having something new or every time, you know, she pops back up on my radar somehow, it's always something good. You know, I've, it I've is really... good. She, she doesn't evolve much is my only real criticism. Of yeah. Me. Yeah, um, that's true. But, it, but she what she does, she does really well. Yeah. There's something to be said for a one trick pony if that trick is, you know, fantastic. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> So uh, what what are we doing now? Are we doing the uh, the Spotify wager? Yeah, let's do let's do the wager. Who do you want to do? I picked MWA last week, didn't I? Uh, yeah, yeah. 
So uh, I, pick a pick a big name. A big name. Uh, let me. Uh, how how big? How uh, big are we going? Pretty big because we need to have a pretty good understanding of their um, what what you know what their top songs might be. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, okay. And Red I, Hot I think Chili that, Peppers. Yeah, I think they're an interesting band to wager on because they almost have two separate groups of fans you know they have the fans who only know them from like the past 10 or 15 years and then the old farts like us who you know would have heard all their old stuff too yeah um yeah i'm having a heart well i guess i have a pick um do you want to say it at the same time in case we pick the same song uh sure you have a pick yeah i do all right so we're gonna go one two three and say it ready right one two three under the californication oh all right all right, let's find out. Boy, you're not very good about the uh, one, two, three. You're a little late on the uptake there, buddy. <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, buddy. Number two, Californication. Uh-huh. Number, number one, Under the Bridge. <laughs> a son of a bitch. I win again. <laughs> See, I was playing the odds. I, I thought that maybe more young fans would use Spotify and so a newer song would be number one instead of an older song. You know what, though? That's almost cute of you because I'm looking at Californication right now. I'm like, um, that came out in 1999. <laughs> 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 that, is, that is not a recent album. <laughs> oh, those kids today. Oh, oh my God. God. That's All right. Depressing. So I have to I have to assign you something again. Yes. <sighs> Sorry. Let me think about this here. What have I been listening to? What? <laughs> the hell is my musical current oh turnstile uh you know have you listened to that incendiary record at all i have i've heard it a, a few times I, I i went on about a, a week or two week tear where i listened to it a lot right when you uh, first told okay. me about it we'll have to do something different than that we'll have to edit this so <laughs> listeners don't have to sit around and wait till i figure it out <laughs> um hmm. oh you know what i want you to listen to what's that uh i would say that hot snakes album but i think you're gonna do that anyway uh, we just uh, have gotten to um, an anniversary of an album that I really love, and I don't know if, if you know it, tell me, but if you don't, uh, it's perfect, because uh, the band Far, out of uh, Sacramento, California, they recorded an album called Water and Solutions 20 years ago, and it is a, it is a really, really good record. It's the best thing they've ever done. I actually know, sort of know Jonah, uh, the lead singer these days, and, and with correspond with him here and there and uh, he was actually nice enough to record something when my mom died and uh, he's actually celebrating the 20th anniversary of this record uh, by doing some solo gigs and stuff so um, just want to mention him have you heard that album no no i have no okay. idea who this, yeah. who this is the band is far uh, water and solutions 1998 okay i will uh yeah i will give that a shot and then report back with cool. my findings all right, so uh, that that pretty much does it then, doesn't it? That uh, it, it it does. And where up. are okay. we? Well, everyone, uh, first we owe our listeners congratulations uh, because they made it to the end of another episode, which is a feat unto itself. Um, and just a reminder, also to follow us on the socials at the Ringing Ear on Instagram and Twitter, like the Ringing Ear on Facebook. Uh, don't forget, you can hear past episodes, access the concert and album review archives, the Spotify playlist that accompany each episode. 
featured various music videos all at killboringmusic.com, your ally in the crusade against boring music. Uh, new this week, we have a review up of Hot Snake's new album, Jericho Rising. Uh, uh, so Jericho Sirens. Jericho Sirens. Sirens. Damn it. I did that twice before we started <laughs> recording. You know what? Ah, that sucks. Okay. Um, but yeah, check out the website. Um, and also don't forget, we have the unsigned artist spotlight that you can sign up for at killboringmusic.com to submit your work. Everyone, please note, we try to get to everyone, whether we like it or not. So we will feature your band, but we can't guarantee it will be a nice uh, mention. So if you have thin skin or you don't want to risk it, don't send it in. Is that, is that yep. fair enough, you think, to say? Yeah, if you can't take criticism, although we've been pretty nice so far. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to admit, I have a soft spot in my heart for almost any unsigned band, unless they're I just I mean, what, what would they awful. say if they listen to our old demos, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that's that's why I, I kind of, you know, I even if I want to, I can't be that mean unless it's really, really bad. Like, I mean, here in a week or two, we're going to have somebody on who is really fucking bad. And, uh, you know, <laughs> there's not much you can say, except it's really fucking bad. But most yeah. of it, you know, I have something good to say. And so this week we're going to be featuring uh, the band Gray Leaves, correct? Nope. Actually, I'll take over here because you're just fucking this up. Left. I'm right, giving you the Jim. song title. Uh, yes, the, the song title is Grey Leaves. This is, I think it's just a single songwriter. He's a guy out of San Diego called who goes by Nolander. Uh, and you can get his stuff on nolander.bandcamp.com or uh, nolandermusic.com. And uh, yeah, this is a song called Grey Leaves. Is that his name or is that like a stage name? I don't like know. His... Huh, interesting. But he seems like a really nice guy. His, his Bandcamp profile just says, if you'd be so kind as to spread the word and pass this along to a friend, I'd love you more than you love your mother. Oh, wow. Oh, and then he signs it saying, thanks and be good. <laughs> wow. What a, wow. What so, a nice yeah. sentiment. Yeah. Okay. It, it's, it's okay. It's, it's, um, I, I only spent a little bit of time with it. It's, it's a, there's something about his vocals that bumps me a little bit. Um, but, uh, but his guitar work is, um, almost Nick Drake-esque. It's, it's, um, he's got that down for sure. Okay. All right. So playing us out is going to be Gray Leaves by No Lander. So this is Joby. And this is Jeff. We're reminding you to keep fighting a good fight, everybody. Reject the rudimentary, slay the simple, murder the mundane, and kill the boring. By all God, man. One of these days, <laughs> you know, I could feel myself slipping. And I, I said, oh, I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to overcome. And then I just fucking, you know what it is? It's a combination of things, but my I try to keep drinking as we do the podcast, but my mouth gets so dry I can't yeah. like enunciate. <laughs> I'll just overdub well, it. I'll I'll take oh, no no I'll take this. Uh, this is a human moment. I think it's endearing. <laughs> well, that's 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 <laughs> nice. Where, 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 do you want to take it from the top, or do you want to just take it from where you stumbled? I'll, I'll either just go with it as it is, and everyone can just enjoy my awful terrible fuck up or I'll overdub it before we put it out just, one uh, or the just, other. just tell them what to do with their ears and I'll play the song <laughs> yeah, just by all means keep your fucking ears ringing see you next time everybody <laughs> later guys <laughs>